0: This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
1: Back by popular demand on the Rusk Report on the BET 1520, we have the Erie County Republican Chairman Michael Crocker on the program. To tell you a little bit about this dynamic young Republican leader, he was elected chairman of the Erie County Republican Committee in October of 2022. As chair, he is committed to re-energizing the grassroots of their committee and growing the Republican Party all over Erie County. Michael Crocker has spent his career in service to the Republican Party, a former executive director of the Erie County Republican Committee. As a senior congressional aide, Michael Crocker has served in Republican leadership positions at the local, state, and federal levels. A very dynamic, inclusive, forceful leader, Erie County Republican Chairman Michael Crocker. Now you've got a young lady running for county executive, a fresh face, a vibrant, exciting candidate, more conservative than the incumbent. I believe she wants a smaller and lesser government in Erie County with less government intrusion. Let's talk about Chrissy Casilio for Erie County Executive Chairman Michael Crocker.
0: Well, thank you very much, Brian. That was a wonderful introduction. I'm glad to be with you again today. Uh, we've got a great opportunity here in Erie County to grow the Republican Party. And you talked about you know, my interest in trying to re-energize the party. I think some of that starts with uh, getting our, getting more uh, younger individuals involved in our party. And I think we, we found an outstanding energetic candidate for county executive, somebody with uh, business experience, with fa- experience raising a family, a leader in her community, uh, and that's Chrissy Casilio. She is an outstanding conservative candidate who understands the challenges facing the people of Erie County and is presenting a very clear contrast to our current county executive who has spent nearly 20 years in county government, uh, has lurched uh, further and further to the left and is essentially uh, complicit in all the craziness we're seeing out of Albany. And uh, it's time for a new direction. And I believe Chrissy Casilio is uh, the clear choice to take our county uh, in 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 a new direction.
1: Well, you used to be involved with the group Unshackle New York, and I believe we had you on for a half an hour a few years ago when you were in that role. And it must disturb you tremendously from your former position as a pro-business advocacy role to today when you see every year in the state of New York a 4% increase in budget when we don't see that in our wages. Let's talk about this picture of big government with Joe Biden, Kathy Hochul, Mark Polonkars, just taxing our country and Western New York particularly in a very bad situation. Let's talk about that, Michael Crocker.
0: Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, big government progressives at every level here in Erie County. Unfortunately, with the far-left county executive, uh, far-left governor, and, our current president, who's, you know, intent on destroying uh, the successful economy that was built under President Trump.
1: Uh, you know,
0: Mark Poloncar our county executive, likes to talk about how vibrant the West New York economy is. But the Buffalo uh, job market still continues to lag behind the rest of the nation in its post-COVID economic recovery. The city of Buffalo is the third poorest city in the United States. And what's Mark Poloncar's focused on doing? Regulating whether or not private citizens can lease or rent their their private pools to uh, people who are interested.
1: So you're that's saying that a very priority. minor concern, uh, ridiculous. It's, it's
0: a complete, it's a completely ridiculous thing to be placing a pri- on your priority list when we have real challenges mm-hmm. in this in this county and we have real problems in the state. I just read a report that you know, the Democratic State Controller Tom DiNapoli, is raising alarm bells about uh, state revenues that we're spending more than we're taking in. Uh, And that's a large part because New York's oppressive tax structure is telling people to move to states like Florida, Texas, Tennessee, South Carolina, uh, where they can find better business opportunities. So we're hemorrhaging uh, high-income earners who help us afford the robust state budget that we have here in New York State, and we're chasing them away. And who's going to be stuck paying the bill? It's going to be middle-income earners who aren't able to to leave and uh, ultimately will, will collapse on itself.
1: Doesn't sound very good. Um, Let's go back in history a little bit. And Chrissy Casilio spoke a little bit about this, I believe, in a press release about the COVID uh, shutdown, Uh, just basically shutting down Erie County for a year and a half. Your restaurants, your cocktail lounges, where in Florida everything was open and they had half of the uh, casualty rate and hospitalization Uh, wasn't this a complete overreaction on the part of Mark Poland cars to basically shut down Erie County for a year and a half?
0: Well, I I think it was, in a way, it took on almost a mean spirited tint to it. Obviously we want to make sure we're protecting public health. And there were things that needed to be done during the COVID pandemic to make sure we were protecting those in vulnerable populations. Everybody understood that and everybody made sacrifices but I think Mark Poloncarz took the light in the power that he was given and uh, weaponized his office against small businesses. At the same time, he was paying his political appointees outrageous sums of overtime, talking about people taking home an additional six figures in salary while he had folks from his Department of Health going door to door, peeking in the windows of bars and restaurants, trying to find reasons to shut them down. Uh, it was vindictive. Uh, while he continued to get paid, and his uh, political appointees made huge sums of overtime payments, he went all across his county trying to find opportunities to shut businesses down. Uh, and I think it just kind of reflects on the on the personality and, and temperament of County Executive Mark Polancharz that if he feels he can use the powers of big government to hurt small business, he'll do it.
1: Well, let's give it. Let's talk about that a little bit uh, because the health commissioner. I believe was making more than the President of the United States, over $400,000 a year for overtime. And my understanding, and you've served in government uh, for a long time, that management confidential employees are not entitled to overtime. So what is this nonsense of paying somebody a hundred or $200,000 in overtime when they're not supposed to get this? This is under Mark Polencars
0: well, first, I'd argue that our, our health commissioner and our president aren't worth the money we're paying them. But uh, you're absolutely right, Brian. If you remember when Stefan Mihailu was our county controller, he raised concerns about this topic. He brought up the fact that these uh, over overtime payments were obscene. And Mark polencars in the Buffalo News called him anti-Semitic for it. Uh, they attacked him. And then, you know, we have a change in the controller's office, and suddenly Kevin Hardwick, a, a Republican-turned-Democrat turncoat, he raises the issue and suddenly it's all kumbaya and we're going to we're going to address this moving forward and everybody's united uh so they didn't want to take any responsibility for the fact that these people were making just truly obscene overtime payments i mean most people in erie county this is a blue collar county can't conceive of making the amount of money that was being uh paid to uh political appointees from the county executive but the fact that our, our uh Erie County Repu- or Republican Erie County Controller Stefan Mahieu responsibly raised concerns and was attacked uh, with charges of anti-Semitism. Was a complete and ridiculous deflection from the fact that the taxpayers were getting fleeced in a completely unfair way. And now you see years later, they've you know sort of quietly accepted that what they were doing was wrong and tried to sweep it under the rug.
1: Well, shouldn't this uh, health commissioner give back that money when she really was not entitled to it?
0: I, I certainly think that would be appropriate. You know that the fact that your responsibility, you're hired to do a job to protect the health and safety of the county, and you're given a salary as a management confidential employee. And some, you know, look as you mentioned, I've been in, I've been in. Uh, you know public service for a number of years throughout my career i've experienced blizzards i've experienced you know historic storms and other crises it's just it's part of the job of being in public office well, you never You're took a penny
1: in overtime did you
0: no no not never, at all no, never you,
1: you, did you, and, your boss uh, mr ort ever take a penny in overtime
0: no i remember dealing with there uh, you go. major disasters working for congressman chris collins and it was just hey listen this is a this is the job we signed up for, and we're expected to be responsive to the, the taxpayers who pay our salaries.
1: And Congressman uh, Collins he, never got any amount overtime. Am I correct? He, he sure didn't. Well, there he you sure go. Didn't. In
0: fact, when he was when he was first elected county executive, he worked for a dollar a year. Um, so no, it, it, it's it's completely inappropriate. But it just sort of speaks to the fact that I think you know whether it's Mark Polan, cars, Kathy Hochul, or Joe Biden. They believe that the government belongs to them. I think the Republican Party believes that the government belongs to the people, to the taxpayer, and uh, I just think that's a a stark difference in philosophy.
1: We're speaking with the young, assertive, bright Erie County Republican Chairman Michael Crocker. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, or Hamilton, Ontario, or Washington, D.C., drop us a note as we have 50,000 watts blanketing 17 states and much of Canada, from Montreal down to northern Florida, west to the Mississippi. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. A little plug here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampo Legal newspaper has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores for home delivery call, 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. You have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. And while we're talking about the Polish community, I believe that Jim Lewicki, the president of the Polish-American Congress, Western New York Division, spoke to you about this. Uh, Dr. Gajewski's name was on a county building that's leased to Catholic health. The name is off the building, and the Polish community has been very adamant to have that name of this local hero and a former Democratic committeeman back on the building. Uh, don't you support the Polish community to put Dr. Gajewski's name back on that building?
0: Yeah, here in Western New York, we're very proud of the many, many uh, residents of Polish ancestry that we have. We've got a rich Polish tradition here in the Buffalo area and in Erie County. And I believe that that uh, representation on that clinic was a, a, an important way to pay homage to an important Polish leader. I know that uh, our Republican County legislators have been active on this issue. I'm certain that our future County Executive Chrissy Casilio feels the same way. Uh, but it's a real shame, you know. Mark Polenkars likes to trumpet his, uh, you know, his Polish uh, heritage, but here's an, a, a great opportunity for the community to to spotlight a, a prominent Polish leader. And unfortunately, we we've taken that down, and he's refused to to put that individual back up there. So uh, I I applaud, uh, you know, Jim Lewicki. I applaud you and the the many members of the West New York Polish community who are continuing to advocate. And uh, I certainly would be an ally in that fight.
1: And it shows also that you are nonpartisan because Dr. Gajewski was a prominent Democratic committeeman for 30 years. So I think it shows that you rise above politics for the good of the Polish community.
0: Well, if you were alive today, we'd love to put our voter registration form in front of him. But yes uh you know we we've got to, we've got to look at we've got to look at the merits of what he accomplished and he was a truly impressive individual regardless of his uh party enrollment and i think that is just a small way to recognize not only uh, the good doctor but also uh the polish community as a leader in the polish community i think that's a great way to recognize not just one individual but in a way the contributions that the that the Polish community has made to our community.
1: Yeah, and uh, he and my father, who was also a physician, made house calls on the east side in the middle of the night for decades. Um, Let's talk about property taxes on Chrissy Casilio. We have very high property taxes in Erie County, some of the highest in the United States of America. Is Chrissy Casilio committed to lowering this enormous tax burden the property
0: taxes in Erie County? Oh, 100%, Brian. I think it's a top priority and something that, as county executive, Chrissy Casillia will work aggressively to address. Uh, you know, we talk about, you know, losing population. Part of the reason we lose people is our property taxes are so expensive. People look around and say, you know, when, you, when your state's too expensive to retire and you've got a problem, I um, mean, people are going to leave and they're going to take their incomes with them. Uh, and families, you know, home ownership is such an important part of establishing, you know, a, a, a stand, good standard of living for your families. We want to encourage home ownership, however we can. But when, you know, not only are you dealing with rising home prices, but when you get the property tax bills, and you realize you're not going to be able to afford it month to month, you're going to have lower levels uh, of home ownership. So I think it's something that has to be addressed. Something that our county executive has sort of only played lip service to. There's a new county. Uh, Mid year budget coming out, and, and he's going to propose a a reduction in the tax levy. Uh, but it's a very small reduction when the county got hundreds of millions of dollars from uh, the ARPA funds through uh, the COVID relief packages. And so it, he, he's really trying to do the bare minimum in an election year. And uh, I believe if we had a Republican majority in the legislature and Chrissy Casilio in the county executive's office. We'd be doing much more to put money back in the pockets of taxpayers, many of whom are struggling at this time.
1: Absolutely. I'd like to thank those who have called regarding our recent guests, former Erie County Republican Chair Bob Davis, former Erie County Republican Deputy County Executive Carl Calabrese, and the current and past New York State Republican Chair Ed Cox. Next week, we'll have the new District Governor of Rotary International from Western New York, Scott Marson. On this program, a little bit more information about Erie County Republican Chair Michael Crocker. In addition to his role as chairman, Michael Crocker serves as senior advisor to New York State Republican Senate Leader Rob Ort, who's been on this program many times. He previously led the Senate's GOP statewide political operation. Very dynamic, strong Erie County Republican Chair Michael A. Crocker. Let's talk about these illegal migrants who've come into this country, they're called migrants when they come in, but they come in illegally. And recently in Amherst, we had three Colombians who entered this country illegally arrested for crimes. Just in the last few weeks, Uh, how do you feel about people coming into this country illegally? Shouldn't they go through the normal process as my parents did coming through Ellis Island from Poland decades ago? Shouldn't they come here legally?
0: Oh, oh, absolutely! I mean, it's it's a, a scary situation when the crisis at the southern border has found its way to Buffalo, New York. We're not exactly proximate uh, to, to the southern border, uh, but that's how bad this has got. It's gotten this bad because of inaction from our president, um, a, who who's refused to address uh, what everybody knows. Not Republicans. Everybody knows we have a a major crisis at the southern border our borders are basically wide open and you know when when we as a as a country struggle to take care of our own citizens we have homeless veterans who are in need uh, of support from the government so we aren't able to take care of those who are not in this country legally Uh, but at this point now they have uh you know reached capacity with illegal immigrants uh being housed in new york city and the mayor of new york in partnership with upstate uh far left officials have begun this, you know, releasing these migrants into communities across upstate, including here in Erie County. I read an article today that they believe there are more than 400 uh, illegal asylum seekers who have uh, been housed here in Erie County. Uh, but our local officials are refusing to tell us anything about it. Uh, as I noted today, it, it's a sad state of affairs when the mayor of New York City is more transparent with what's happening in the in Erie County than our own county executive, and that's a as I as I'm being told a a bipartisan problem. Uh, the supervisor of the town of Chictawaga is a registered Democrat, and she's getting no communication from our current county executive. Uh, right. So this is this is a problem that's only going to get worse because we have a, a president who's got his head buried in the sand and a county executive who's uh, refusing to let the public know what's happening in our backyard
1: Let's be clear on your Republican endorsed candidate for county executive Chrissy Casilio she opposes bringing in people who've entered this country illegally being brought to Erie County is that correct?
0: Yeah we've you know that that campaign has called for uh, you know emergency declarations and encouraged individuals uh, encourage our county executive to actually develop a, a plan and and be transparent. Uh, with the residents of Erie County uh, that those calls have been so far met with silence from our county executive um, but I know that the members of our Republican County Legislative Caucus have similarly pushed uh, for emergency declarations that have been drafted in, in counties across upstate New York controlled by Republicans and Democrats alike what did the Democrats in the county legislature do they buried that resolution in committee and they have refused to do anything about it uh, you cannot solve a crisis with inaction and refusing uh, to address it. But unfortunately, that's exactly what Democrats in Erie County have done.
1: Let's talk about loss of population. John Katsimatidis, who owns WABC Radio, has said that 480,000 New Yorkers have left New York State in the last two years, working people, and we've had 200,000 people who have come into this country as refugees Come into New York State. Isn't this a bad process?
0: So, uh, you mentioned I work for Senate uh, Republican leader Rob Walker. Yes, a great Uh, man. The senator repeatedly repeatedly says the single greatest threat facing New York State is the loss of human capital by way of out migration. Um, And, you know, here in upstate New York and Western New York, we are experiencing that constantly, Uh, you know, particularly in our rural communities you know you you can see it in things like enrollment in in kindergartens and early early years in schools where you you just are it's it's evident that there are fewer families in these communities and that has a a negative impact on uh, our economy and obviously just on a a human level you know too many of us here in, in western new york have lost loved ones to other states and families have been separated as people seek opportunities elsewhere Um, so it certainly hurts uh, you know many many years of of population decline here in western New York Uh, it's a bad formula but it's all being caused by by you know far left policies being pushed out of Albany when you you don't have a state that when your state's too expensive it's too hard to find good economic opportunities you're gonna have no choice but to leave and uh, until we address the systemic issues out of Albany and become a business-friendly, low-tax state. We're going to continue to see this year after year.
1: Well, why would someone want to move to New York State and pay 9% state income tax? They move to Florida at zero. I mean, it's just, it's very simple. Uh, Congressional redistricting. I know you worked with John Faso and Ed Cox to win the case about congressional redistricting. Now they want to, in the middle of a census period, they want to change it again. Uh, It seems that the democratic philosophy is if they can't win at the ballot box, they will do it through the courts. Isn't this unethical to redistrict in 2023 again, when it was just decided last year? that the congressional district should be done in a certain way? Isn't this unethical?
0: Oh, I, I would say it's, it's shameless. You know, you're absolutely right. It, it, you know, if the Democrats feel that they can't win. They're going to change the rules, and they're going to cheat. Uh, not only are they attempting to undo the congressional lines that were uh, set by a nonpartisan special master by order of the Court of Appeals last year, uh, they stacked the courts to try to make that happen. They ousted uh, the chief judge on the Court of Appeals. They've added two far left judges to attempt to influence the outcome. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. They're changing the election laws to benefit uh, the Democratic Party. They're even changing the election years with a push to eliminate local elections and force every election, every elected office uh, to be held. In uh, even years, when the local important local issues are going to be buried underneath, uh, you know, state and national issues and get no attention. So, it, it really is scary to see what the uh, Democratic establishment is doing here in New York. They are essentially uh, relentless in their pursuit of total control at every level of government, and ultimately, unfortunately, it's your you know your your taxpayer, your your individual voter, who's going to pay the price. And that's just going to contribute to more outmigration, like we talked about.
1: Let's carry on this on to the national level. It seems they're doing the same thing to President Donald Trump. They're scared that he can win at the ballot box, so they're trying to defeat him in the courts to make sure he cannot run for president. Uh, again, isn't this unethical also?
0: Oh, I mean, it really is. It's a scary time when it's very clear that there's a two-tier justice system in this country. You know, you look at the repeated attacks against President Trump under investigation, under indictment from all, all uh, sources. Meanwhile, you know, Hunter Biden gets a sweetheart deal for uh, a series of, of serious things that he's done. Um, and even, you know, the, the open and shut case on the cocaine found in the West Wing, you know, we're never going to really know what happened there. It sort of seemed like they were just really happy to sweep that under the rug, so to speak. And uh, it's just a, a very scary thing that you've got what appears to be, a, you know, a weaponization of the Department of Justice and our judicial system against the president's political enemies while his, uh, while his son skates by or Hillary Clinton previously skating by any serious uh, – charges for, for their actions. So um, a, a very unnerving situation, no doubt, uh, but I think uh, a really should be a call to action to uh, the people listening to get involved and help taking our country back.
1: Sorry, we have to bring the Rusk report to a close. We've learned a great deal from a dynamic young Republican Erie County Chairman, Michael A. Crocker. A special thanks also to Kevin Carr, Director of Production, for the past 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us once again. Erie County Republican Chairman Michael A. Crocker. Have a great week.